Welcome back to Select Insights. On today's episode, Mike and I do a destination immersion into Switzerland with one of our closest industry partners, Rebecca Gruyere. As a resident New Yorker raised in Lucerne, Switzerland, she gives us some great perspective and suggestions on what to do in a country that, you know, isn't always front of mind for tourists heading to Europe. Combining cultural influences from Germany, Italy, and France, incredible food, and breathtaking scenery, Switzerland truly is a fantastic destination. What really inspired this episode was the fact that both Mike and I had the opportunity to experience the country for the first time this past year. I was there back in July with Rebecca, and Mike had the chance to go more recently on a family trip. Both of us felt inspired to share our experience, which is what this podcast is all about. So thanks for tuning in. Cue the intro. Rebecca, thank you for joining us on our Switzerland deep dive. And I'm actually personally very excited because we are recording this episode for the first time from our brand new office, um, our beautiful 1633 Travel Leaders office in Times Square. Um, So thanks for joining us in our new space. And one of the reasons I did not mention in the intro, we wanted to dive into Switzerland was um, not just because, you know, Mike's just returned. You know, I had the opportunity to go earlier this year, actually, with my good friend, Rebecca. Um, But because I think we touched on it really quickly during an earlier episode where, you know, Mike tended to take up the entire episode on London. But I mean, I get it. The Lanesboro is a beautiful hotel. (laughs) But anyway, but I wanted to take an opportunity to really kind of go a little bit deeper. Um, I... I actually really enjoyed my experience in Switzerland. And I, I don't mean to say actually, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, but I think once I had the opportunity to experience, you know, the people and the food and the, you know, different cities, and I didn't even see as much as um, I would have liked to, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more. Um, but before we get into it, I did want um, Rebecca to give you an opportunity just to give the audience a little bit of a background as to why we thought you'd be kind of the perfect person to have on this episode. So, Rebecca, what brought you to New York? York, where are you from? Tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for having me here, first of all. So I am originally from Switzerland. I actually was born in the U.S., but I grew up in Switzerland. So I was in uh, Lausanne, so the French-speaking part of Switzerland, but my father's from Zurich, from the German part of Switzerland. So I have a little bit of a mix from uh, Switzerland itself, but then also being here in the U.S. now for about 10 years. So I have, I think, both perspective from uh, the U.S. and also Switzerland being my home, uh, where my heart is, of course, my family. And I try to go back as often as I can. And uh, it's definitely a a quick, short flight from here. So it makes it easy even for for a long weekend to go back and see family and friends. And uh, yes, I've been here now uh, in the travel industry for about 10 years, like I said, and very excited to be here with you all today. And one of the things I find really cool is that you have lived here for quite a while, but you've aligned yourself and you now work for a company that's based in Switzerland. So you've become really just a a perfect advocate and representative of the destination. Um, Can you tell us just a little bit about who you work for and and, and what kind of properties you have? Sure. So I'm really excited. I actually joined the Bergenstock Selection, which is a new collection of hotels in Switzerland in May. So it's still fairly new, but it's close to my heart, obviously, uh, since I get to 
represent these beautiful properties in Switzerland. So we have three uh, hotels or three locations now in Switzerland. So we have Royal Savoy in Lausanne and then Bern, uh, the Schweizerhof, which is uh, our capital city, of course. And then Lake Lucerne, we have our masterpiece, like I call it, uh, the Bergenstock uh, Resort, um, which just reopened last uh, summer. So that's uh, really the exciting project that we have here, just getting to know um, get to put the, the word out there about Switzerland, about the collection, and um, get Switzerland back on the map. I think often, unfortunately, people don't think about Switzerland as much. And um, like you said, Karen, it's a really cool destination. It actually can be really sexy and fun and a lot of uh, things that people can discover. And we have a really a large mix of influence being in the center of Europe. We have France, Germany, Italy around us. And so it gives us a lot of influence. Um, and then we have, of course, a little Swiss uh, mix to it. Yeah, that's definitely really cool. So why do you feel that Switzerland has fallen off the map? Like, what do you think, um, are there other destinations in particular that you feel are overshadowing the destination? Because when I was there, we actually had the opportunity to meet with some of the heads of the tourist board, and they seemed to feel that it, it was lagging behind some of the other European destinations. So I just want your thoughts on why. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Italy and France especially are the two destinations in Europe where people um, in the U.S. they think of and they go back. I talk to travel agents and they have clients going back to Italy year after year for the past 10 years or even longer than that. But I think what is really interesting with Switzerland is that we can actually combine Switzerland with a lot of these uh, destination um, European capitals or even countries. Uh, so for example, Lake Lucerne and Lake Como, it's only three hours driving one from each other. So that's really an easy, um, an easy drive. And I think Switzerland is also a great hub to start or to end the trip in Europe. And people don't necessarily think about it because they might not know Switzerland that much. It's a small country, but we have all of our mountains in between. So it might look a little bit um, tricky to work with. So I really think people... Um, can learn a lot about Switzerland and learn how to mix it and combine it with other destinations in, uh, in Europe. Yeah, it's a really, really good point. So the, the cultural mix that happens in that country is, is right. really cool. So Mike, you've been very quiet this morning. Yeah, I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I think I offended you earlier. So you just got back. So this is all very, very fresh in your mind. Um, where did you start your itinerary in Switzerland and, and what stood out for you? What was yeah. Highlight yeah. Moment. And so I think off of what Rebecca was just saying. So we actually were in uh, in France first. So obviously we were coming off of ILTM, uh, the luxury travel market show down in Cannes. Uh, and I went and met my wife in Paris just for a day to sort of knock out the capital. It's one of my wife's favorite places. So we thought we would start the trip there and then took the train up to Lausanne. Um, and it is it's shockingly easy. Like the transportation was easy. That is the best way ever to cross borders. They basically just walk by and like wave to you and then on you go. So the trip could not have been easier. And it is so beautiful there. Honestly, my favorite thing about Switzerland and, and I could talk about it for the next hour because we literally fell in love. But one of the best parts about it is we did a lot of transport. So we saw sort of three different corners of the uh, three different corners of the country and Literally just the transports, like watching out the window on the drives is incredible. It is the most beautiful, continuously beautiful place. Like there is never a dull moment anywhere in the entire country. We kept joking because we're, you know, we're tired. My wife had just flown over. She's like super jet lagged. And we kept waking each, each other up mid nap 
to be like, you got to see this, you got to see this. We're like, just gave up. We're like, all right, forget it. Just stop trying to sleep because the drives are like incredibly beautiful. All the switchbacks, all through the mountains. You keep hitting the little lakes on that drive from Lusanne up to Gustad. You pass by two of the lakes, and so as you're doing those, like you just, it's 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 unbelievable. Our drivers were like laughing at us the whole time because obviously they're pretty used to this, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. So we did to finish the itinerary. We did uh, the train into Lausanne and just grabbed lunch there, walked around, took a picture by the lake, which is gorgeous. Um, saw a little bit of like the old town area, walked through the Christmas markets. It's that time of year, which was really cool. And then took our transport up to uh, Gestad, where we were staying. So we spent four days in Gestad and then spent the last day um at the beautiful Bergenstein on uh on Lake the views. oh my gosh <laughs> oh my goodness so we'll we'll sort of build yeah. this trip and and talk about it when we get there but it is incredible because it you know the views are unbelievable except that you've been in Switzerland for four days and so it's like yes this is this is literally what Switzerland looks like it is actually this beautiful right you always sort of at least I do struggle with the difference between when you see places photographed when you go sort of experience what they're like are people finding perfect pictures or is this just what it actually looks like and we were laughing coming home like you could just carry a camera with you and take a picture of every single thing you look at and it's going to be an incredible photo there's no like posing for photographs you just you look up and we got I think we got super lucky because of when we were there we literally watched the season change so when we got there there was no snow and it was like it's shocking in early December it's still gorgeously green like everything is green and beautiful and so lush and we woke up the second morning in Gestad and it was white like just everything was white is that typical do you know off the top of your head, Rebecca? Like, when does the like ski season really start? When does the snow really start to come? Is it later now, or is well, it really depends of the region, obviously. But um, no, I would say if we have a good snow for skiing for the the holidays, that's really exciting. Obviously, it usually comes a little bit earlier than that, and then I mean, depending on where you are in Switzerland, you can go skiing up to April, mid-April, mm -hmm. which is really fun. And you have that, you're up in the mountains, and you have that that sunshine that's really warm, actually, and you can almost ski in t-shirts, and you have that beautiful snow that's still there mid-April, mm -hmm. so that's really fun as well to do. Sounds amazing. So let's dig into Lucerne a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I think that that project in particular is really interesting to talk about. Um, talking about the Bergenstock Resort, obviously, because it was a huge, huge project, but it's also a different concept. Um, and that, to me, is something very interesting. So, Rebecca, do you want to talk a little bit about that project and, and what it is exactly? Sure. So the Bergenstock is actually a really historical mountain. And uh, so there always was a hotel there. And in the 50s and 60s, it was a really big destination for... Um, for the Hollywood stars. Audrey Hepburn got married there. Sophia Loren used to live there for a couple of years. And um, it just needed a, a little bit of love and a big investment. So it was up on the market for a few years. And uh, then we, we, we had buyers that bought this. And the Swiss people were really happy about it because it was such a historical mountain and it didn't need a lot of investment. And so that somebody took this mountain this project and redid everything and did it in such a beautiful way it took 10 years so it was completely closed down for 10 years and just reopened last summer so 
Of course, it took a lot of time to rebuild the mountain just because we have uh, residences over there. We have two spa, we have four hotels, we have three tennis courts. So it is definitely a big project. But then also, of course, in Switzerland, you want to make sure that everything is well done, that uh, the, the citizens are also happy about it. So there's a lot of... Um, laws and that are that have to to be met or a lot of permits I should say where uh, that had to be asked to build all of this and everybody's really happy about it and we're so excited because it's not only a destination for um, the tourists to come up we actually have a lot of local people that come up just for dinners but also all all around Switzerland to come and want to see what the Bergenstadt became because it always was one of those places where people came on field trips. So even my father or my grandfather also, uh, when he was at school, one of the yearly trip was to go up to the Bergenstock. So it's really the biggest project in Switzerland for everybody. Uh, and so I have people from the French-speaking part of Switzerland that came over and that also came and wanted to see what the Bergenstock really became. And I really think that the Bergenstock now is or is becoming one of those destinations that is really going to be in the memories of everybody, but it's also going to be back on the map as a destination for Europe um, especially. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because, I mean, the the city itself is a destination, but now you've sort of created this this beautiful almost community up in the mountains overlooking the lake, and it, it's just absolutely gorgeous. But can you talk a little bit about sort of the four different concepts that you have or three different concepts that exist within the resort? Sure, yeah. So we have um, a residential area where we have uh, suites and villas that are for long-term stays, and then we have our hotel section where we have uh, three different hotel and a little uh, Swiss chalet um, with 12, uh, 12 rooms. Of course, uh, the Birkenstock. I always forget the Swiss chalet. So <laughs> there are like four hotel concepts. Right, exactly. So we have the Birkenstock, which is our flagship hotel, which have those beautiful views over the lake. So really at this property, it's all about the lake. From every angle at the property, you'll have views over the lake. Then we have the Palace Hotel, which is our historical building. So it's really the, one of the last or the only uh, pieces we could keep from the original Bergenstock. And inside, everything has been completely redone. And then we have our Swiss chalet with 12 rooms. And then we have our Vault Hotel, which is really our third uh, concept up on the mountain, which is more of our medical wellness property. So that's really uh, a place where people come and you also feel it um, comparing to the Bergenstock it's much more of a quiet place so people come for retreats stay there for up to a month or even longer and where they can uh, sign up for different programs but it also much more of a quiet space so the Bergenstock it's really where everything is happening it's buzzing it's uh, a lot is going on there's music on there's always a lot of people and then the Wald Hotel is much more of a quiet space uh, where people want to come and relax and again uh, do some of those uh, medical wellness uh, retreats. Which I think is really appropriate, right? Because I think Switzerland's really coming on the map. I mean, it always has been, but especially now with the popularity of medical tourism, um, it's it's just it's the best place to go for that kinds of things. So to build that within this sort of resort concept, it's a really smart idea. 
And I love, um, and forgive me, I forget her name, but the woman who runs the, the Walt Hotel um, programming, is she ran the, the hospital, right, in Lucerne, and she was brought a lot of her practitioners in there. So it's a really world-class um, destination for sort of rehabilitation and medical wellness. Exactly. So we, we actually were really fortunate. So we have our medical staff at the Valde Hotel, but then we also work in close partnership with the Lucerne Hospital, where we can have uh, more uh, medical staff come up, uh, specialize if we have clients that need something specific. So we have a lot on site, and then we can get even more um, in terms of uh, specific uh, equipment and staff, of course, uh, for people who, who need that, for sure, yes. And like you said, I think Switzerland is also one of the pioneers in terms of uh, medical uh, retreats. I mean, it's always been known that the Swiss, the mountain, the fresh air has always had this um, medicinal um, retreats or wellness uh, on on the body on the mind of course so I think people always came to Switzerland first just up in the mountains to have this fresh air and now of course to go to all the beautiful retreats that we have um, in Switzerland yeah so can we talk a little bit about Lausanne did you go to Lausanne Mike we stopped there but literally for lunch so we were in and out Okay, because you grew up there, right, Rebecca? I did, Okay, yes. this is like your hometown. It is. Um, so first time I've ever been there. Um, it, and honestly, it surprised me so much because this, <laughs> the city was, first of all, had a lot of medical tourism, which was surprising. I did not know that the Olympic uh, headquarters were there, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that stood out to me the most and something I talk about all the time um, when I'm talking to anyone about Switzerland is sort of the wine experiences that you actually do have right outside of Lausanne. And, you know, I know earlier you were saying that a lot of people go to France or they go to Italy, um, obviously, to for the the wine tours and things like that but the difference about Switzerland is that you can't export it right so you can't leave with more than a bottle or two so when you're doing these really you know immersive experiences and visiting these vineyards and and the people who are are making this wine it's so purely just because they're very passionate about the wine right it's not because they want to sell you a lot which is I I think you get that when you visit like Napa for example which I love right I'm never gonna you know knock Napa but when you go they are selling you cases and they're selling you wine clubs and and there's there's a little bit of an incentive there um so unfortunately i didn't get to do one but i thought that that was a really cool thing that i don't think a lot of people think of switzerland for that kind of an experience exactly well first of all you'll have to come back because Mm -hmm. we have really good swiss wines and uh, that's right (laughs) we export less than two percent of wines for a couple of different reasons uh but like you said we the production of course is not that big we have a small production we're a small country and there's not all over Switzerland that we can produce wine, but also uh, the cost of uh, the production, of course, is higher with the cost of living in Switzerland. And so we have these really specific regions in Switzerland and exactly in Lausanne. I mean, it's where the Lavaux region, it's a UNESCO World Heritage, where you have those beautiful vineyards that are really down on the hill plunging into the, the Lake Geneva, which is absolutely beautiful. And that's something that people don't really know of. But Exactly, it's exactly a region where people can also combine it if they wanted to with Burgundy, for example, and they'll have a completely different experience because we have those Swiss wines that are very different than anything that people have tried because they have never tried the Swiss wines. 
Yeah, no, I really wanted to. I mean, I had plenty of the Swiss wine. <laughs> just didn't get out to see the vineyards, but it, it, it looked just, just so gorgeous. And I, we met that gentleman who, who does um, tours there, and it just seems like a really great experience. So what else to do in Lausanne? Like if, if I was to start my itinerary there, because we had a very short period, but we did the Olympic Museum. Um, what else? Oh, we had the best chocolate ever, <laughs> ever. I don't think I gave you the name of the place, Mike, but I meant to. But seriously, the best chocolate shop I've ever had in my entire life. What's the name? Blondelle. I'll, okay. I'll bring some back for you. Okay, please it's do. It's on my list. Every <laughs> single time it was the best thing I've ever had. So what else um, What else to do in that city? Like, What would you recommend that people do? Yeah, so I think Lausanne is a, is a very central location for the western part of Switzerland. And so, of course, you'll have to have a day to go and experience the, the vineyards, do wine tasting. You can do wine and chocolate tasting, which is a lot of fun, too. If you're there in the winter, you can go up and to Verbier, for example, for the day, and you can go skiing. So I used to do that a lot. Uh, growing up we just went up for the day and skiing and then came back to Lausanne we in the summer we have the jazz festival in Montreux which is a lot of fun and just the lake there's so many activities to do on the lake uh, Geneva of course otherwise there's Gruyere the the village of Gruyere that's also about 45 minutes away which is um, a great experience to do you'll have the best fondue ever there of course and um, Geneva a day experience go up to Geneva but then also the region of Neuchâtel is also where all the um, watchmakers are. So that's a fun experience to do as well. And I think that really gives a good overview of what to do in the western part of uh, Switzerland. Yeah, no, it was a great city. I, I wouldn't have thought of it if I was thinking of an initial itinerary. It's not something I would have thought of. And that's actually what I appreciated about the trip that we took, right? Because we did Lausanne and then we did Bern, right. which is another sort of smaller city that most people I don't think have on their radar for their first time going to Switzerland. Um, and, you know, it was obviously smaller. It was quieter. It was more historical, I felt, than Lausanne. But one of the, the things about it that I loved, I think I might have touched on this when we spoke about it briefly in a previous episode, was the shopping. Um, because I think one of the things tourists, especially from America, like, are these little shops, like these real specialty, like, button stores. Or, you know, they just make one thing really, really well. Like, they're true artisans. And there's that one street, um, if you know the name of it, that'd be great. I forget. But it's that one street where there seems to be hundreds of them. And they're, you know, you can even go into sort of the basements and they're just these real artists. Um, and I appreciate that. And, and that, that to me is a really great reason to just visit that city in and of itself. Right. And it's it's quite interesting because Bern is our capital city and usually the capital cities are always on the list of people when they go to a country. But Bern is, is not. Like you said, it's smaller. People don't think of it. They might include a stop for the day, but not necessarily an overnight. But I really think it's one of the most authentic cities that we have in uh, Switzerland. And it's really the whole city, um, the whole town, the old town of it is where you have all of these local shops, of course. And that's where you can just spend a day and walk around and it's just a really nice and quiet city but where you still have that really true Swiss feeling it's this medieval village not village town I should say because mm -hmm. it is one of the largest cities that we have in Switzerland and I think that's also what people look for when they come to Switzerland to have that typical Swiss town experience and I think Bern is really the place to go for that and so for people who don't know what does Bern stand for for the bears, uh, the bears, of course. Right, and why? And why? <laughs> so we have our bears there. We They're do. so cute. We do, <laughs> and they have a really nice. Um, of course, they're they're um, they have their own place. It's fenced, not that people. Um, 
freak out about it, but <laughs> they have their own swimming pool. And so we do have three bears at the moment uh, in Bern. And there, there's always there's always been bear there. And it's just the connection between uh, Bern and their bears. So uh, that's really fun and cute. It, it really is. And they truly are like right in the middle of the old town. Right. And it's just this huge fenced off area where they just live and people just watch them. And it's, it's a cool sort of unique experience exactly. to, to see that in the middle of a city, right. which is really quite cool. It's quite cool. So in terms of uh, first time or going to Switzerland, like what's the difference um, between going to like a smaller, you know, secondary, de- I say quote unquote secondary destination like um, Lausanne or Bern versus doing like a Geneva or a Zurich? Like what to you, what would you recommend and what, what are the major differences between those cities? So I, th- I think it also depends, of course, on the number of nights you have in Switzerland, but Everybody wants to go to Zurich, and I get it. It's it's a fun city. It really is a fun city. It's our largest city. You have great shoppings. Uh, you have a lot to do, a lot to see. But I think it's really nice to combine both, to combine the smaller cities, to, of course, combine the mountains as well. You come to Switzerland, you have to see the mountains, the lakes. And I think you can do a lot in just seven nights. You can have a really good feel of Switzerland and what we have to offer and the different um, cultural experience too because you'll have a, a definitely a different cultural experience when you're in the French speaking part of Switzerland, the German speaking part or even the Italian speaking part where you really have that Italian influence not only by food or the language but also from the people. The people you'll, you'll feel um, they are very I think more calm and relaxed in the Italian speaking part and the German speaking part. It's going to be maybe a little bit more organized. And then, of course, in the French speaking part, um, it's, it's all going to be about the food, food and wine so experience. So like perpetuating stereotypes. Yeah, but it's really true, but with a Swiss mix yeah, to it. Yeah, so yeah. It's, a, it's a fun combination, I think, to do a little bit of everything. But I, I definitely think that you should include one of the bigger cities and then do one of the smaller cities like Bern or Lausanne and then, of course, the mountains. I mean, you go to Switzerland, you have to see uh, one of our mountains for sure. Yeah, they're absolutely great. I mean, you spent a lot of time, Mike, in the mountains, right? Where? Remind us where do you stayed again? I know you stayed at the Bergenstock Resort. Yeah, so I stayed at the uh, Alpina in Gestad, mm. which was incredible. I, I I would one of my biggest takeaways from Switzerland generally one because you were just talking about this is that the food was fantastic and you do get like a very fantastic. different cultural experience with all of the food. I don't actually traditionally love German food, but the Swiss interpretation of German food, everything we ate was. Fan- and it was like really, really unique too. Even the food we got in Lausanne was like very different than what you ate in, in Gestad as we switched over from the French side to the German side. But you can feel those like culinary influences in all of the towns. We really, that was like a, a major surprise for us is just how good the culinary experience was generally. Now we were in sort of very nice areas, so not shocking, but we even went to some of the littler towns. So we did a lot of hiking while we were in uh, Gestad to walk to some of the other towns around it. And even there, you like great culinary experiences of really cool influence. And you get a lot of the Italian. There's a lot of like pizza and Italian influence, but a lot of the like traditional German and Swiss influence too. That was So that part we really liked. And I think it was cool about being in the mountains because you sort of bring everything together in the mountain destinations. The other thing was what we were talking about earlier with the with like the wellness, right? I think traditionally, especially Westerners, especially in the US, we always think of wellness as like yoga in a hot location, right? From a recharge the batteries perspective, my wife and I were talking about this, and this is the one trip we do 
every year and traditionally it's for her birthday we go do it with friends and we like we went to Cabo last year which was awesome we had an amazing time at the Esperanza Resort in Cabo but this year you're like you know what our kids are getting older life is getting a little crazier like let's just actually get away for a few days and we both said at the end of it I have never had a more like recharging replenishing experience in my entire life and you're right so much of it is the air like just getting out and breathing cold mountain air we kept every day we're like all right should we just sit in the spa because we sort of just want to sit in the spa and every day we decided we went hiking literally every day we were there and every day mid hike as we're like you know we can't breathe in mountain air so we're like dying on these tiny little hikes but we were thinking like it is just just getting out and like you don't see anybody but you've got these gorgeous countrysides and climbing through the snow and breathing the air like it is the most relaxed i have been since before I had kids and I'm not exaggerating like we would sit down at night and be like this is just you feel incredible if anyone is looking to get away for a few days I could not recommend a better place than anywhere in the Swiss mountains like obviously we loved just just thought it was incredible and the Alpina resort is indescribably beautiful but I feel like it was you could have gotten that experience just just all of those little towns there we walked to Sassen Sassen um we walked across the French-German border, sort of between the towns, um, which was kind of cool. You even watched like the architecture change, which is interesting. So, in any of the like that region was just, I, I just you're like at peace. You just like actually sort of sit back and take in peace for a minute. It was really incredible. Yeah, lots of opportunities to connect with nature there. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. One of the interesting things I found, though, just a side comment as a well, wellness travel person here. Um, I think Switzerland does that really well. So the the connection with nature, the very clean air, they do the medicinal wellness really, really well. But what I found interesting is I think that it doesn't necessarily have a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, opportunities for sort of spiritual wellness. And I think I talked about this at our meeting um, with the hotel. And I wonder if that is purely cultural, right? So American, maybe we're a little more receptive to sort of like, you know yoga meditation things like that like Switzerland you go for like Mike just said being in nature and then for like true medicinal wellness like surgery rehabilitation things like that that's what you do really well exactly I, I agree I, I think that uh, that part of it is not deep in the, in the Swiss culture I don't know if it's in the European culture or not uh, but that's maybe something um, that is going to come I feel like it all starts here and then goes over mm-hmm. to Europe slowly and Switzerland sometimes it takes a little bit longer but maybe it's also something that will be coming over but we we do what, what we do at the moment really well I think and I'm sure that uh, the yoga and um, more of the mind and bo- body uh, wellness retreats um, is something that's that would work also really well in Switzerland again having all this outdoor space and having all just peaceful um, areas and grounds around us for sure so can you think of any part of Switzerland that you feel is sort of undiscovered like a place that people don't talk about that you would maybe go to well, of course, Lausanne always comes up to my mind, just being from there. And uh, each time I mention it, uh, it's very rare when I <laughs> know somebody who actually has been or heard of it. Um, I think there's just a lot of different um, towns or villages that really are tiny, tiny, but that you will discover by going there that you know don't not necessarily have on your radar but just by taking also the train throughout Switzerland I mean our trains go from the bigger cities to some 
really small, tiny villages with just a couple of hundreds of people living there. So people can also really take this as an opportunity to just enjoy and not have everything scheduled on the hour. And I think that's also really what is nice about Switzerland, to have that uh, flexibility of going everywhere and anywhere by public transportation. Yeah, you make it very convenient. I mean, I think other countries admire the way that you've made it so easy to go from point A to point B, and, and it's all so beautiful. I also thought it was really cool, the um, the music festivals. You seem to have a lot of really, really great music festivals, especially in Lucerne, and I know you were just saying in Lausanne, um, and I, th I know that that drives a lot of tourism, too. Exactly. So. Well, one of the biggest one is definitely the, the Montreux Jazz Festival in summer, which uh, which is uh, for, two, for about two weeks, and so we have a lot of people that come even from Paris for just a night or two because they want to see one specific uh, artist perform and uh, Zurich has a lot of great festivals um, like we said Lucerne as well so I think that's also something maybe that is in our culture but that people don't know of uh, about Switzerland again but we do have festivals just throughout the year and m music or other festivals going out uh, throughout the year for sure that's awesome which city for nightlife Young um, couple going, they want to have some fun at night. Do they go to, you know, which one? Zurich or L Lausanne, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, that's right, because Lausanne's a college town, too, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we have people, that's definitely for the German-speaking part, Zurich, and the French-speaking part, definitely Lausanne, yeah. Okay. So across the country, I felt great food, but major foodie, which city is kind of leading the charge right now in terms of gastronomy? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, let's see. Well, I think Zurich has great food, for sure. I mean, Zurich has, I mean, it's the largest city, so of course you'll have also a lot of different restaurants going on. Uh, we do have, just outside of Lausanne, we have uh, L'Hôtel de Ville de Crissier, which, uh, which had um, the best chef in the world uh, a few years back, and that's just outside of the city of Lausanne. Uh, so that's definitely one with the three mission stars to put on, on the list when coming, and that's in the French-speaking part. I thought the food there was so good, especially the uh, fondue, our fondue night. That was fun. <laughs> that was so delicious. So for you personally, you know, having lived there and, and now living here, what are the uh, biggest cultural differences for you? Everything. Um, I think Switzerland, again, is just a place where you go and you relax, and that's why I need to go back a few times a year just to recharge my batteries. And I think just the... Um, the lifestyle. I think the lifestyle is just the, the biggest difference. Um, what is important, I think, in Switzerland is to really have um, a life balance. I think people, they enjoy going to work, but they'll always make sure to have a life balance. It is important that uh, everybody does uh, sports, for example, a few times a week. I mean, they go and they, they do not only to the gym, but they do a lot of different uh, sports throughout the year. Again, when they're uh, near a lake, they'll enjoy and go out and go swimming in the lake. Um, on weekends, they go out uh, skiing. So there's just a lot of outdoor activities that people do. Uh, that's, I think, the biggest difference for me. Yeah, the Swiss definitely get that right. I mean, I think we're trying here in America, right, a little bit. I mean, but it's true. The European cultures just have a greater affinity for time off and getting out and experiencing nature and all those other things. So I can imagine that being a bit of an adjustment. But <laughs> selfishly, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we'll take it. One of the one of the things I loved at 
at the Alpina specifically, but I think this is true in a lot of Switzerland actually, is because of the seasonality of the destinations. And so it's a, there's really, really great food in that Gestad reason because of that, I think, because of that international school that's in Sassen. So it draws people from sort of all over the world. But because of the, the seasonal flair of somewhere like Alpina, which is only open for like three and a half month chunks twice a year, they get a really cool and like very diverse, um, people that come work there that want the like seasonality of work. So, you know, one of the things we loved about the hotel, and I think this was actually true of, of your hotel as well, is you get people from all over, not only Europe, but all over the world that come in to work the like seasonal waves. We had so much fun just getting to know people from like all of these different destinations who do it exactly for that reason. Cause it gives them this amazing life balance. They come work, you know, basically like 80 hours a week, but only for three and a half months. And then they take three months off. And you think it's great because so many of them are travelers, right? They do this because they love to go live new places and sort of experience new cultures. And we really liked that. I did not expect that coming into Switzerland. You sort of aren't sure what to expect from a people perspective, right? I thought Switzerland was very welcoming in a, you know, in a way that you don't always get that feeling sort of throughout Europe, very comfortable and welcoming just generally to people, to travelers. And a lot of that felt like because so many people that come work and live there are from other regions and want to come experience what Switzerland has to offer. And I loved that piece of it, that they really do blend like the life work component in a unique way, especially in these resorts, which I always find fun when I go to new destinations is you love meeting the people who are from there, but you love meeting the people who are from all over that like come in because they want to call it home. And a lot of these people do, you know, we met one of the bartenders who'd been at the Alpina just opened in 2012, had been there every year, but has worked in like nine other countries in between their stints at the resort, which was so cool. And like, they bring such interesting stories. You sit down at the bar and like, you know, my wife and I are bored with each other at this point. And so we're having so much fun, like talking with the bartenders and just getting their life experience. I really like that. And we found that all over Switzerland with bartenders and waiters. And like, that seems to be a very common, they're very well-traveled. They've been all over. And that's, I love that when going to new destinations. Yeah. It's always good to meet the people that are there, but also the people that come here, come there and figure out why, right? Like why right. do they keep coming back and what is it that draws them to the destination? And yeah, that's an interesting perspective, actually. I think I, I saw that, too, at Birkenstock, right? Because right. you're oh, highly sure. seasonal. Highly seasonal. Exactly. Yeah, right. we, we definitely do. And, I mean, like you said, I think especially in the ski destination where people come and they know every year they're going to come from mid-November or December up to April, maybe, and the rest of the year they go and they maybe work in Thailand or any anywhere mm -hmm. else in the world. And it's just it's just a great cultural mix for sure. Totally. And then just touching on like the broader theme of Switzerland and something we talked about is that a lot of people think Switzerland for winter. Right. And a lot of people don't remember it for summer. Right. Mm. So that's actually, I think, probably the more beautiful season to go. And there's so many, you know, bike rides you can take through the mountains and things like that. So it's such a great destination all year round, just depending on what you're looking for. Exactly. And I think it's also really a great destination for families. That's another point mm -hmm. that I think is really interesting as well, because, again, traveling through Switzerland, um, the trains are the best way of doing it and for example for uh, most of the trains that connect the largest cities you'll always have a car that's a car uh, a kid's car so you'll have like plays in the in the train for for the kids and I think that's really nice too so the kids can play during the train ride so that's a uh, really fun as well and everywhere you go you'll have even at the airport at Zurich or at Geneva airport you have an area that's like a little playground mm -hmm. and so I think it's really also a family-friendly destination year-round depending again like you said on what people are looking 
looking to do in uh, summer it's going to be the outdoor activities which are a lot of fun and the winter you'll have the skiing uh, which uh, which is fantastic in Switzerland for sure now we all have to go back to Switzerland. We were just uh, talking about I this loved actually. It so much. Just wanted to take our kids back to ride the gondola at the Bergenstock. Like the mm. gondola is amazing. The whole time we were on it, like our kids would be losing their minds right now. It's <laughs> such a cool ride. I actually didn't get a chance to do it. Oh my gosh. Is it scary? Because I mean, the my views... wife my wife was freaking out. Really? Yeah, but she's scared of everything. But just so, wait, context here. So the gondola actually parks right inside the Bergenstock Resort. It's and incredible. It, it takes you all the way down directly into the city of Lucerne. So quite an, a, a good. Um, easy way to get into the town from the hotel that's all the way up in the mountain. It but I would designed, think it would be scary. It was designed shockingly well. So you take what it's kind of, so, um, you know, I was half joking, but only half joking. My wife's kind of scared of everything. So it is when you first leave the hotel, like you, you're going like straight down. And so you it's are, it's like a little, yeah, you're, you're on your way, but the views are incredible. And you go down into like a boat dock and then get on a boat that takes you across the lake into town and that my wife and I were joking like we just doing that was one of the coolest parts of the trip like the travel the views from on the water are amazing the views looking back up at the hotel one of the things that I really loved Karen and I've talked a lot about this just with like things we like about hotels in general or destinations and sort of experiences is how well integrated a property is to a location right so is the property become like a part of the destination, I think the Alpina in Gestad has done an incredible job of that. It is like, you know, when you look up and you see it in the palace next to each other, like that is a part of the, it's a part of like the architecture, the infrastructure of Gestad. I thought the Bergenstock did a really good job of that, of being in such a unique location that it isn't overbearing at all, right? You certainly don't feel like it's like consumed the mountain, but when you're coming back on the boat and you see the lights sort of like twinkling up on the top of the mountain, it just adds like a, you said it before, it's like a very romantic place in just the way that like everything seems to like there's light everywhere but it's never bright it's never overbearing it sort of just adds a twinkle to like the experience around you and it was really cool doing that one again we got lucky we went down when it was still light out and so the views are like gorgeous you can see up into the mountains then rode back after dark and then like the lights up against the blackness of the mountain and there's like a couple homes that sort of sprinkle right on the water right there was just amazing it's so it's so be I just we can talk about the bathrooms at your hotel no, for really. like the I was, next hour. I was literally gonna just, just gonna say the rooms at the the Bergenstock and and the views and those little nooks where you can just sit and read and just oh my gosh I, yeah I could say they're like all day. they're unbelievable gorgeous that bathtub gorgeous. not TMI but like well, how do you not their views are unbelievable I'm like I'm just gonna put a pillow in here and camp out <laughs> there it's beautiful and everyone was breaking the rules so i'm going to call about bringing your phones into the infinity pool we purposely went out of oh, our way yes. not to not to do it because i didn't want to spoil well, we'll put pictures up for some of this because i took a million pictures so we'll put up a couple pictures so you guys can see what we're talking about but i purposely did not if i could recommend one thing to do in switzerland it's to go out into the infinity pool a like 9 a.m. and because the sun rises behind you like mm -hmm. out of the mountain so you're looking out over the lake and as the sun comes up and the mountains start to light up and then like the distance there's the lake so over Lake Lucerne there's another lake like way out in the distance and as the water comes up over it it is or as the sun it's incredible and we were like joking of course there's a couple next to us like 
selfie posing on the wall and we were like we're not doing it the view because you have to see it like there's no way as much as i was joking you can capture the beauty through all your, like there's no way to explain how incredibly beautiful watching the sun come up over well you have much more self-restraint than i would have because that is <laughs> is that not the most instagrammed pool now like probably in the world no really it's like everyone takes pictures on that of infinity pool overlooking those lakes it is just unbelievably beautiful so you'll have to head to the bergen shocks instagram page because there are many on there cheaters they're very specific about no photos in the pool well well i do love though the the alpina did this incredibly well too i don't know if this is a swiss thing probably not but it was the first time i had experienced that they do like the pools are not hot tubs but they're warm enough to swim in even though it's freezing outside so you go out and it's almost there i mean it is definitely therapeutic it's not almost therapeutic it is therapeutic, but I don't know if it's intended to be, but it's gorgeous to breathe this like very cold air, but float not in a hot tub. You could spend an hour in there without feeling like you're, it's such a cool, like interesting dichotomy. And then you walk out of the water and then you're freezing, but it's such a cool, like, man, I cannot think of a better way to wake up. If I could wake up to that every morning. Did you go in the salt pool? Is that what it's called? The salt? Um, There's one salt pool. We yeah. Did yeah the, the we did do salt. the salt soak. Oh, we took it all in. The spa, that was there cool. is, the spa there is incredible. Yeah, really, really beautiful. That was cool because you just float and it's sort of in this exactly. like, salt water. It's really dark. I mean, it's like a, it, that's a crazy sensory experience. That right. was really cool. And then going out, yeah. The other thing I want to say really quick before we close is – one of the things I actually loved a lot about the Birkenstock um, and actually the Waldo Hotel, because that's where I stayed, was the Alpine views. I think a lot of people talk mm -hmm. about the lake views. Oh, yeah. And that certainly is a huge selling point of that property. But there is such a peacefulness of looking out at the mountains and the greenery. I actually, I can't decide if I like that more than the lake views, right? Because you could always walk across the street and, you know, have drinks in that incredible, you know, bar that's overlooking that and then go back to your sort of um, your Alpine view room. And I, I loved that so much. It was so beautiful. Exactly. And I think it's a, it's really the best of both worlds because for the people who want to have that energy going on all the time, I mean, definitely the Bergenstock. But then you really can go to the Valde Hotel and have that peace and quiet time and look over, be on your balcony and just look over the Alps. And it's also south-facing, so you'll have the sun at all time and then just relax at the end of the day. And if you want to go back to the Bergenstock and just have a drink and have that energy going on, then for sure. But It's, it's so true. Yeah, because the pool's there because they have great outdoor pools too. Exactly. Um, and they're quieter. Exactly. So if you want to just go and, and maybe not have as many people around, because I know that there's family hours over at the Bergenstock pool, it's a great right. sort of option within the resort. So on that note, I know we could probably talk about this forever and ever and ever, and we'll all have to go back. But on that, I'm going to wrap up. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. It's really our first opportunity. This is awesome. Yeah, thank this you is cool. for having me here. This has been our first opportunity, right, to really dive into a destination. Um, and as always, we highly encourage anyone listening, if you've got questions, comments for Rebecca, Mike, or myself, you can always email us at selectinsights at travelleaders.com. And we'll be happy to answer any further questions you might have on Switzerland, on Bergenstock, on travel leaders and Zell or whatever you need. Um, and on that note, happy travels.